It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. Is Trace is near the porch? What's the best way to? I am leaning on, leaning the, porch. on the porch. Leaning on the porch. Uh, with us up here to start the show, which is always good because we find out things that are going on at the nursery, things that are coming in, things we've got we may not know about. So, uh, yeah, welcome. And the phone number to be a part of it, 210-308-8867. We're trying to find out how much blood um, uh, we got yesterday as part of the blood drive. I'm going to see if I can uh, email her and uh, and find out. But we know we had 77 registered. We know we had drop-ins. So I'm going to guess, being conservative, maybe, a, you know, high 60s, low 70s. Which yeah. would be great. And if it was more, that would be, one, would be yep. wonderful. Yep. We had a guy come by, I guess it was toward the end of the show, uh, with his children. And uh, he had never given blood out here before. He, uh, he'd given it all over the place. and uh, But he didn't have an appointment. I told him to just go back there and check. So I didn't hear from him after that but uh well he sounds a lot like me because i give blood all over the place just not necessary to the blood bank <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, my, my skin's getting thin um, um, the uh as i was walking in today i saw uh yeah, you still got a good supply of salvia leucanthus yep and they're blooming their little heads blooming, off blooming their heads off and uh Let's see. I didn't get a price. Uh, are they? Nineteen eighty nine. They're they're not on the perennial. No, sir. Those are three gallon cans. Okay. They are perennial, but they're nineteen ninety nine. You're right. Right. Well, one of those that is on the perennial is the uh, milkweed. I, yep. I, I noticed we got. Lot, looks like we got a lot more than we had last weekend. Yep. 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 Uh, uh, this time of year, perennials get a little lean out there to first yeah. to find, but uh, uh, so still decent anybody sources. that's Looking for a uh, tropical milkweed that's in bloom, because you got the monarchs right now, and of course the queens are really active too. That they're here, and then you can do you can get some of the Mexican bush sage too, right? And or and lantanas that are blooming. Yes, because they got, all like them. Yes, Mint marigolds. Color. Uh, just lots lots of choices for nectar sources for butterflies right now. And one time, one thing I did notice, Trace, on that Salvia Lucantha. How much are they? Nineteen ninety-nine. There's three plants in every pot. I'm just saying that to, to make the pot full and have it look nice, they put three plants in each pot. Which sell for nineteen ninety nine or twenty dollars. So basically, three in the twenty goes cheaper than twenty dollars. 
And on Chase is just really <laughs> resisting, saying that they, they're one of the easiest plants to transplant. Oh, there is. yeah. So, yeah. People, people want to be successful. And, <laughs> and when you do that, you tend, all three are going to suffer. Mm. And they want the color now. And I yeah. can guarantee you, you whack them apart, that bloom's gone. Well, yeah, that's good to know. Well, they can cut them back yeah, but, after the bloom goes. But people don't think that way. Well, <laughs> they do. They, they, they do the, if they listen to this program. They want color. <laughs> hey, we have a, another Milton. I think this is the only other Milton. We've got another Jerry's. I don't think we've got another Calvin that's called. But so according to what I have on uh, my uh, cheat sheet here, Milton is on hold at 210-308-8867. Milton, is this really another Milton? Yes, it is. All right. Way to <laughs> go. Named after my grandfather. Wow. All right. Very cool. Very, very cool. What's going on? Uh, good morning. Uh, I had chinch bugs, and they killed my uh, St. Augustine. And I ended up uh, getting up all the dead grass roots. I tilled it. Took some of the soil out. I put in the garden soil, and I'm wondering if it's just too late to put out new sod. You can lay grass pretty much year round here. Um, you know, even zoysia can go out when it's zero degrees or 120. But uh, as long as you take care of it properly for that time of year, you install it correctly, you shouldn't have any issues. Okay. Uh, when I put out the new sod, is it necessary to use a roller and roll that sod in? Or, it is or a, do I need to wet a, the soil before I put the sod? Or, or? So I, me, I would lay the grass, I would water the heck out of it, and then I'd rent the roller to press it down into the ground. Um, okay. you got to get the air pockets out. So if you don't get the air pockets out, then the second you wean back on your watering, when there's where there wherever there's no soil to soil contact, that grass is going to die. Okay, and you you water the heck out of it what for two weeks? Well, it depends on the weather. So you know if it was consistently 100 degrees, then you know you're going to you're going to gra- no matter what you're going to gradually. Uh, cut frequency but you're always going to water it well so ideally you're going to be putting out a you know a, a half inch to an inch worth of water when you water and in the beginning you got to keep the the top of the soil wet that that grass is actually attached to and you progressively are doing more water so that the roots want to grow down into the soil that uh, that the roots are not in so it's always going to be a, a, the same amount of water but it'll be progressively less often and then when it's cool, plant, uh, plants and grass, they sweat just like we do. So the hotter it is or the windier it is, the more water they're going to go through. Okay. You just, can't, you just can't let that top dry out in the very beginning. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. We used right. to, uh, uh, back in the uh, days when we first imposed the <clears throat> drought restrictions, and we um, came to the conclusion that everything was worked well, New lawn, three weeks, you could get it into a, um, you know, give it a, some special care for three weeks, and then it, it, yeah. it could make, could follow the restrictions and and still survive. But on the other end of that, you don't want to have it sopping wet all the time. No rot. Well, and it was uh, the the key there was just like Trace mentioned. At first, you don't 
didn't need to go really deep, but you need to go frequent. Yeah. Uh, because and then then you just uh, shifted to fewer watering attacks, but uh, much deeper. Yeah, because you've got to water that. Uh, you got to remember you, uh, that 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 basically like a transplanted tree. Uh, they've cut the roots or most of the roots off of that grass, and so uh, you're handling handling it. Just like a transplanted tree or or shrub or whatever like that, until the until the the roots have to have water until they get spread into the soil. Now, uh, the neat thing about, it, like Trey said, we can plant uh, 12 months out of the year, but uh, uh, because the ground doesn't freeze here, and the roots, I guess, grow 12 months out of the year on but, a lot of things. Yeah, but the yeah the of course, the rate is yeah slower. Yeah. Well, I was just worried about fungus doing the watering and the way the weather's changing. And the man at the nursery I talked to said was suggesting uh, rye grass for the winter. No. 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 There's nothing wrong with rye grass. I, I never, I never had heard that. But. If if you don't, if you want to procrastinate and not put out the regular grass, the, there's nothing wrong in putting out rye grass. In fact, if you if you do decide to do, say, Bermuda, uh, ryegrass is something that you would consider doing every year because the Bermuda goes to sleep and the ryegrass would would be green at that point. Well, I think we'd probably argue about that because I don't because I, I think there is uh, uh, even even Bermuda grass is uh, is uh, costs it something if you're gonna if you're gonna have ryegrass grass with it, but. Uh, but anyway, St. Augustine. Yeah. Uh, what have you decided? Are you going to plant it back in St. Augustine? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm. I, I took that St. Augustine that died up, and I went to okay. Millburgers, and they had some pallets. So I'm going to just take a pallet from there and go ahead and start okay. planting it. Good for you. Yeah. Is it so? Is there any shade involved in your area? None. Okay. Then yeah, my front tree will be fine. My front tree is just a small little tree, and it's growing. <laughs> yeah, it it won't cast that much of a shadow. I don't think small one. No, sir. That's why I had problems with the chinch bugs. I didn't put out the poison when I should have. Yeah. All right. When, 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 what say Augustine do you have, Trace? Uh, Raleigh? Raleigh's the only one we keep day in and day out. Okay. Um, and the other two that we can get right now are FJ Select and Palmetto. Okay. All right. Yeah, Does that help right. you, Milton? Yes, sir. <laughs> you throw me off when you say that, Milton. I know. It's it's kind of weird. Milton sounds like he's a better gardener than this Milton. <laughs> well. So, Milton, where's your family from? Uh, right here from in San Antonio. Uh, actually, my grandfather I was named after was from Kansas City, but when the Spanish flu come through, it killed everybody and his whole family but him. Oh my gosh! So, and he ended up seven years old <laughs> selling papers. So, huh. yeah. 
Okay. Well, it's, a, it's a good name. Yeah, thanks for calling. Thanks, Milton. Yeah, you Thank use you. another name the next time you call. No, me. we'll put you right to the front <laughs> of the line. <laughs> All right, you take care, Milton. 210-308-8867. Milton likes to say the Milton. I do. I like to talk about this guy and then myself in the third person. 210-308-8867. And I just emailed Melody and okay. to see how much blood we got. Uh, 210-308-8867. You can call... Uh, uh, and uh, give us a report if you saw the uh, the landscape tour yesterday and how the guys did. Yeah. That, uh, as I was walking in, you got uh, some beautiful uh, thrialis. Uh, They're nice. Out there, bl- blooming small. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was intrigued by the, the small Gold Star Esperanza. Plants that you had in hanging baskets. Oh, they're not in hanging baskets. They're not in hanging no, baskets. It's just a 12-inch pot. Okay, I was just walking by. Were they blooming? Grad- yeah, yeah, full bloom. Yep. Wow. And it, it reminded me of the first Gold Star Esperanza that Greg Grant found and uh, uh, brought in, and he took a picture of regular Esperanza that they used to sell uh, by. A rooted cutting of their first Gold Star Esperanza, and the difference was the rooted cutting was blooming, and the others were not blooming at all. All right, they didn't have buds on them at all, and uh, so uh, that that brought back old memories. But uh, they're they're blooming their burns out. Of course, Gold Star Esperanza is the only one that uh, that Millburger sells. Thank goodness. And uh, we had trouble uh, earlier on with some Esperanzas that weren't Gold Star. And uh, I guess they didn't bloom all summer, spring and summer, but uh, maybe some of those uh, have got blooms now. They were blooming around town. But uh, the one that does small blooms all summer long and is Gold Star Esperanza. And the, the funny thing about uh, uh, Gold Star is we had some, uh, back back when the uh, Color Spot was selling them, uh, they had, we had a fellow we brought in from, uh, well, I said we brought in, the Color Spot brought in to put together baskets of uh, uh, in the winter. And uh, he uh, he had put together a bunch of different plants that were that uh, looked good for the spring. That they were having a they were going through a cycle of uh, promoting uh, uh, baskets for early spring. And he they called me out there to look at them and they say ask what I thought about them. And the main plant in all of his hanging baskets was Gold Star Esperanza because it was blooming. It had those big yellow blooms on them in the middle of the summer, winter. winter. And uh, and I, he said, well, what do you think? I said, I think you got trees in those hanging baskets because, you know, Gold Star get, get into a small tree. But uh, it, it bloomed all the winter. It, it, was, it was the most attractive plant he had in there. Uh, uh, he didn't realize it was a perennial. 
Hey, oh, good. And I also noticed some blue bonnets out there. Yes, Ladybird. They look good. Two sizes, a regular six-pack for two ninety-nine, and a couple of super six-packs for four ninety-nine. All right. Now, what's the difference in the six-pack? Uh, Peat Pot versus okay. oh, yeah, the Super Packs super pack, are, are yeah. almost three and a half. They're three and a half inch pots, so it's almost a four inch pot uh-huh. of blue bonnet. Okay. Yeah. So it's a much better deal, much larger root system, better yeah. better when transplanting. You, when you got big plants like these are, yeah, the Super Pack is just as easy to use as the as oh. the four inch or oh, four yeah. and a half inch. And they're they're all of the new Ladybird Johnson Royal Blue. Uh, selection. Now we had a fellow stop by yesterday talking to Calvin about one uh, blue bonnet seed. Where could he buy quantities of blue bonnet seed? Nobody's got quantities. Nobody had <laughs> this year. Douglas King lost all theirs, uh, their seed. They they had to hand harvest, and they only got enough seed to replant this year. We sent them into the office to go look we got lots of little packages that's what that's what, yeah <laughs> as i told him i said look, look in every corner there because i think i've seen some little packages in there we, and then we, got we them, also we got them right at the register so yeah. they can't miss them <laughs> and we, and then we also told him about the uh, uh the trans- transplants because they were out there yesterday yeah this this late uh uh and especially if you're just starting an area uh the transplant's the way to go because uh I, I don't think we ever lose a transplant. Uh, it's it's a very durable transplant. Uh, the the uh, we're lucky to have a producer that uh, that grows those for us because it takes it takes uh, two months, two or three months to grow us from seed to sell, even using an acid scarification, a uh, sellable transplant. So they have to. Start, we have to start way, way back yonder, and uh, so. But the the reason we don't have the red, white, and blue, blue bonnets yet, like I say, you got the blues, but uh, is because they're they're slow to grow at this time of the year. So uh, the the grower wants to have a larger red, white, and blue blue bonnets uh, transplant for sale here. So. You didn't. They didn't have them on the available for next week. No. So I guess it's the week after next. Well, we were going to call Jerry and I were going to call <laughs> Mil- Milton and Trace into their which our, Milton uh, tour. Yeah, yeah. The guy just called the, the guy with the change plugs for me. Uh, the, uh, the the guy that likes burnt orange because <laughs> one of the landscapes in the tour oh. featured orange. Uh, orange everywhere. All right. <laughs> yeah. and or, orange uh, bricks and blocks and rocks and and it was that was quite well, a show. I think I like I think I like them already. Yeah, yeah. Well, they certainly have great taste. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> hey, uh, Trace, there was something too, and again, these are one of those things where I'm asking questions and I don't know the answers. Remember last week you were going to get something in this week. Do, do we already talk about we, it? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Oh, okay. What was that? It was the Moy Grande. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> and we still have some? So Rob's not out here today. I thought he might show up, but he didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, He's having we, truck trouble. So we still, we still have the Moy Grandes. Uh, these are our young Moy Grandes. Yeah. So my suggestion would be to continue growing them a pot for the rest of this year, plant them next year when it's not going to freeze. Yeah. So, you know, end of February, early March, put them in the ground. 
But this is, uh, I mean, everything he was telling me is they were almost lost. Hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Growing operations didn't have anything, they crop failures, whatever. And um, these got saved from uh, extinction. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I've got a write-up. I finally got it on. It wasn't on yesterday, so I didn't talk about it a lot. But it's on, it's on the uh, plantanswers.com, first listing in the um, uh, topics of the month section. And uh, it's got pictures with it and uh, got the whole history of uh, the more grande hibiscus. I saw a picture yesterday of Dr. Moy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that picture is on 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 the website. And uh, there. It th- can't be the original document, Milton. It's only three pages long. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> The uh, his webmaster uh, could only they, they would only allow him so many band, so much bandwidth, so he had to shorten it. It's it's mainly written by uh, Paul Cox. Really? Uh, I was we were trying to uh, get the dates, <laughs> get the dates on it that we first started the uh, looking for it, and. Uh, uh, <laughs> We could never come up with the original date, but uh, we we narrowed it down mainly with Jeremy, my son, who's on the on the front page there. That 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 picture sold more of those more grinders than anything else because it shows Jeremy as a, a seven-year-old son uh, child and. Uh, with his head in front of the more grande hibiscus, which is bigger than his head, bigger than his head. Yeah, and uh, when people see that, they go nuts. Now uh, these, uh, and so uh, we narrowed it down to when we first got the cutting uh, of the more grande hibiscus was uh, in uh, in the early 1990s. 1990s, and I quote Paul Cox on there that uh, I went to Paul. So you see, he narrowed it down to a 10-year time frame. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Somewhere it's, in this it's decade. It's early 1990s. Okay. Uh, because J- Jeremy was born in 1987. Oh. Uh, so, so yeah, five, five or six years. Yeah. All right. So, and uh, I, I called. I, I called. Talked to Greg Grant who uh, actually had the idea to uh, do the Moir Grande, not before we named it Moir Grande. And uh, he couldn't he couldn't remember and couldn't, you know, we, we, we digitized everything. So the original slide, we couldn't find the original slides of that picture with Jeremy or any slides of uh, us taking cuttings. But uh, Paul, uh, Paul Cox write-up, which he did in 1990, I think, uh, talks about uh, Mr. Moy and me being his, one of his favorite people because I was the only one who tried to talk to him and understand him. <laughs> but uh, Paul or, mis- or Mr. Moy? Uh, both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had Paul interpret for Mr. Moy. <laughs> Now, the reason I call him Mr. Boy is because that's what he wanted him 
called him at the botanical garden. He was he was ashamed to be called a doctor because uh, he he. Uh, he would, Did he, he get his degree at the U- University of Texas? Or no, something? no, no, no. He would have been proud. Then. <laughs> he got he got it in the China. Hibiscus would have been orange if that was. Yeah, the yeah there you go. That's exactly. <laughs> he got it in China, and uh, his wife uh, was a herbalist, and she had a master's that from China, uh, and but uh, she was well, her language held her back. She could have been. A lot more if she had, had could speak English better, but anyway, uh, I went to uh, Greg Grant identified this more grande hibiscus as being the largest hibiscus flower he'd ever seen, and uh, so I I, went, I I said I went to Paul. At that time, he was the interim director of the San Antonio Botanical Garden. He one, went, one of 14 oh, times. Yeah, one of 14 times. I used to make the joke that he was interim director lo- longer than they ever had a director. But uh, I went to Paul and uh, asked him, would Mr. Moy consider giving me some cuttings of that plant to root and grow out? And... Uh, Paul said, if Mr. Moore gives anybody cuttings, it's going to be you. Hmm. He won't give anybody else any cuttings. He doesn't want anybody else taking his picture. Oh, wow. And so that's why I've got so many pictures of him there. So we took cuttings of it and took it out and took it, rooted them uh, at, at Peterson's and uh, took it, took it, we, we took the rooted cuttings out to, uh, uh, Versa Farms out on th- uh, 35 South, 1604. Okay, now, you're going to have to hold on, and we're going to have to stop there for a second because we have to take a break. No. Yeah, we have to do it real quick. Uh-huh. Trace, Trace, tell them how much they are. Do you, <laughs> Twelve ninety nine, almost thirteen dollars. But you can buy two and save some money. So two for twenty. Two for twenty. Two for twenty. Yeah, that's so, good price. All right, we'll find out the rest of the story right after this. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Coming up with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick, and this is AM nine thirty. The answer. Run fingers to seventy years of living. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Al's gonna mix in a little more music from Jerry Jeff Walker today, uh, celebrating his life in music. Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy said that he wrote "Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny." Really, polka dot bikini. I think he said that. Huh? <laughs> we'll have to check on that. I was talking to him last night about it. That's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> you. Uh, I, you. That's going way back, Milton. Yeah. yeah, that was before Milton was. Yep. Yeah. Before. Hey, because uh, <laughs> I know I remember we were uh, on swing sets, and I I, don't, I think we were probably. Seven or eight singing, yeah. All the kids in the neighborhood all singing that. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, my 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 daddy that uh, traveled all over the United States shooting his exhibition. Uh, used to love that song, play it all the time. Oh, that's funny. 
<laughs> hey, uh, real quick, let me talk to you. If you got pest problems out there, you need to know about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, maybe you've been dissatisfied with your pest control company because they seem to come in and spray, the problem goes away or whatever they treat, and then, you know, two months later the problem's back. And you're like, well, what's happening here? We just got treated. It should have gone away. Well, that's why Spider-Man is so successful. At Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, they look at the problem holistically and they uh, see kind of, okay, uh, what's going on, what's happening, why are they getting in to the house, and they fix the whole problem if you let them. Uh, they can just spray too, but uh, you know what, they're going to try to solve the entire problem so that it goes away and then you're treating uh, and doing preventative uh, rather than uh, reactionary uh, treatments. So give them a call, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. You can find them online. Great website. So it's GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Yeah, it's supposed to be colder uh, in a couple of days. Yeah. And those rats are going to be coming in. They're going to want a nice warm (laughs) attic. That's the way I first got to know uh, your rats. Yeah. How did they they, uh, deal with the cockroaches and dividing up the territory? I don't know, uh, but they they seem to coexist. Yeah, them and the sparrows and the the, uh, English sparrows. He he went up, they went up and uh, trapped those rats. Yeah. Rather than. They say they got a poison that uh, when the rat eats it, it uh, goes outside and dies. Right. I, I didn't trust that, having lived with uh, dead rats in the attic. Uh, so you said, uh, no, so, so he went, take it away. They go in and trap them and uh, give them another home, I guess. And uh, and they're big rats. They're big rats. And uh, so they, they uh, seal up all the entry holes. Yeah. And they got rid of them. They haven't, they haven't been back since. And it'll, it'll take care of squirrels, too. All right. There you go. It's Spider-Man Pest Control. Uh, you can give them a call or find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com. All right. Did you want to finish your story? What oh. story? You were talking about the... Uh, <laughs> Surely the it's finished. Uh, the <laughs> Wasn't he on that for half an hour? <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the more grindy crepe myrtles. Not Kramer's. More grindy hibiscus. Yeah. Uh, which are uh, over here at, uh, at sale at at Millburgers for twelve ninety nine. I tell I tell you what, when you get a more grindy hibiscus, go ahead and give them thirteen dollars. Just in my in in favor of me and they'll they'll we would take the penny and buy somebody that can't afford a twelve ninety nine more grindy. Uh, well, they're going to have to pay tax, you know. So. Oh, okay. That you'd bring more than thirteen dollars. Yes. Okay. Uh, two for twenty dollars. That's that's the killer. Uh, but anyway, uh, we rooted the Mr. Moy. Found uh, a group. Paul went to Paul Cox went to talk to him, and Morgan and Moy, <laughs> Mr. Moy, agreed to let me have some cuttings. So I went in there and got some cuttings. And rooted them out at uh, one of our uh, suppliers, the Blue Bonnet guy, the Blue Bonnet grower. It's crop. Uh, but then uh, we we had to get something that good. We wanted to get a large supply before we actually promoted it. So I planted uh, 
everything that I had rooted out at Versta Farms, out where we grow the tomatoes. And uh, we planted two rows 300 feet long. And that they grew up, and so we have made that uh, farm or made that uh, planting available to all nurseries in in the uh, in the in the state or in in the United States if they wanted it to come by come out to Versus and get cuttings to to root at their own place, and that's that's the way we got numbers of more grande on the on the market. And uh, then there, there, it was made a Texas superstar uh, soon after that. Uh, Trace brought up a thing that uh, one of the local transplant growers uh, in the area uh, rooted a bunch of cuttings and was selling them at, I guess he was working for Wolf's then, uh, in four-inch containers, smaller conti- small, well, small containers for hibiscus. And uh, we learned we learned a valuable lesson about uh, uh, hib- uh, perennial hibiscus. Now, uh, with the cold front coming in, I don't think it's going to be cold enough to really damage your uh, per- uh, tropical hibiscus. But uh, uh, the perennial hibiscus, which more ground is, uh, will for it. Drops its leaves at this time of the year. The mature, pl- big mature plants do, and then it uh, uh, overwinters in the ground, and uh, it's it's hardy because of that all the way to Canada. So uh, it, it, if the ground doesn't freeze too hard, I guess. But anyway, uh, uh, it 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 comes back from the ground the next year. Now, when we sow those small plants. Uh, once they die off, once once they uh, get frozen off or for some reason die, they don't come back. And uh, I was talking to uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Doctor Sam McFadden, and he said uh, that's true of all perennial hibiscus. That uh, if they if they that's why you want to take cuttings of perennial hibiscus. Uh, by July, July, well, July, June or July, late June or early July, you want to take cuttings of them and root them so they can grow a plant large enough that they'll come back the following year. I guess it has something to do with the development of the buds, uh, root buds, uh, that come back the following year. The, uh, but we lost a lot of those four-inch pots, and they didn't come back. But these that uh, we got available now, uh, they're in gallon containers. They're fairly large plants. But uh, we're recommending, uh, like Trace said, uh, keep, them in, keep them in gallon and handle them like uh, just to be on the safe side and handle them like, uh, in other words, don't let them freeze. If it's going to be, if the weatherman says it's going to be 30, low 35, uh, you take these pots in like you would take your other tender plants in. And then you can plant it next spring. That's, that's to be on the safe side. If you want to go ahead and put it in the ground now, 
uh, you can you can do so and hope that it'll make it through the winter. But uh, this we had to, we had to do it this way, and we appreciate Millburgers helping us out, uh, making these plants available. Otherwise, we might lose more ground the hibiscus. But uh, there, we got plenty of them over here now. Uh, like I said, twelve ninety nine. Or two for twenty dollars. That's a that two for twenty dollars is a good price. That's that's almost ten dollars a piece. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, you might want to participate in this plant saving situation. And uh, like I said, it, Mr. Moore worked at the San Antonio Botanical Garden, and. Uh, they they made uh, more grande hibiscus. Yeah, that was, their logo picture. That was smart. And if you look at it closely, Milton. Yeah. Look at the look at the tips of the petals of more of the logo of the San Antonio Botanical Garden. Okay. They have they have uh, uh, photoshopped it. Oh. They got a picture of the flower, but they have photoshopped it and. Made the uh, tips of are the, uh, the ends of the petals of the more grande hibiscus that they got pictured there, uh, the shape of the Alamo. Huh. So all the all the tips of the petals are the shape of the Alamo, and that that's nice. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, all right. So we we don't know. Uh, the, uh, again, more the the whole history is on uh, plantanswers.com, put on there yesterday, with pictures and uh, description of the history of it, and it, uh, it's on the topics of the month at plantanswers.com. All right. Long story short, we do have a couple of them. We have lots of them here. Yeah. I wonder how long they're going to be here. Long as they are That's sell long. out. Okay. So sell out. Uh, and, and if we don't, <laughs> I didn't mention this to Trace, but if we don't happen to sell out, yeah. these, we'll uh, take them and put them in a greenhouse. Okay. And, so they won't freeze. And we need Dennis's help. So we we're getting uh, uh, people that are uh, uh, talking about the uh, itsy bitsy teeny weeny. Uh, <laughs> okay. And, and the, the writing is not. Giving credit to Jerry Jeff Walker. So, is that right? So, uh, Dennis will have to do some research. <laughs> well, who are you going to believe, Jeremy or? Uh, Jeremy knows a lot about music. <laughs> Somebody so giving the credit. I don't know how he knows about Itsy Bitsy Team because that's yeah. way before his his time. But anyway, uh, that's interesting. All right. Uh, changing subjects on uh, plant material. Uh, beautiful spinach out here, mm-hmm. uh, transplants. And all of the other cold crops are available here, Milton. Yeah. They, they've got broccoli with all of its leaves on it. Uh, yeah, oh, my very, broccoli's uh, coming back. It's very, it's very difficult to find one with all the leaves on it, Milton. Yeah. <laughs> Milton uh, found out that the, the worms just just in time for Halloween. <laughs> mine with the skeleton eyes. It's holy. Yeah, but Trace is right. It's it's fighting back. 
I know you said it won't fight back in time, but it is fighting back. <laughs> How is it fighting back? Sending out a little sprouts? Uh, no, it's uh, there's leaves coming from the center that are growing back out. What? Leaves coming from the center I'll of ta- the plant that's uh-huh. left? Yeah. I'll take a picture. Is it bunches of leaves? Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay. It's about there about an inch, maybe an inch and a half tall. Uh, Pull that thing up and get you another plant. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, that's a what disaster get... waiting to happen. Why? I was, may not happen, but the poor little guy's struggling. I can't pull it up. Uh, okay. He's trying so hard. Uh, well, maybe maybe you'll have a Valentine uh, broccoli. <laughs> Valentine broccoli? <laughs> that sounds lovely. It's good for your heart. Anyway, we and we also had a person come up here to ask Calvin... Uh, what kind of plant it was? Uh, it was a uh, this. Uh, he it didn't have a label in it. It got oh, the yeah. label misplaced, and uh, and Calvin told him said it was it was Brussels sprouts. Oh yeah, and he was right. Brussels sprouts got a unusually round round leaf on it, and so uh, I I was listening to their conversation and I. I told him, uh, I asked him, did he eat Brussels sprouts? He said, oh, no, no, no. And Calvin told him I didn't like them either. So when he walked off, he was going to go back and put it, put it up. And I told him to throw it in the nearest garbage he could find. And that's just mean. <laughs> just because you two didn't like Brussels sprouts. Other people like Brussels sprouts, and they're good for you. No, they're not. No, they're not. That's all. Yeah, I just saw propaganda put out by the Brussels Sprout Council. Right, that, uh, exactly. They've got a good uh, coalition going. <laughs> I see. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up uh, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, sixteen zero four on Bulverde Road, on nine thirty a.m. The end. I knew a man Bojangles and he danced for you The worn out shoe With silver hair and a ragged shirt and baggy pants Did the old soft shoe Jump so high Jump so high And welcome back to Melberger's Garden in South Texas Probably a song that uh, George F. Walker is most known for, Mr. Bojangles 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Real quick, talking about deckandpatiocare.com. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. And I've, there's nothing I can say that'll, that'll convince you more than the pictures that you see when you go to deckandpatiocare.com. Uh, Barry is uh, very fond of saying in his commercials, your deck and patio, your Pebblestone Drive, really can look new again. Well, go look at the pictures, and uh, you'll see a deck and patio that right on the front page, you can go look at other examples too, but uh, you'll see one that really does look new again. And it, you know, the one on the left probably looks, I've seen decks like that where it's gray and sooty and just doesn't look good. And the one on the right looks nice and fresh, looks like it was brand new. So uh, you can uh, check it out at deckandpatiocare.com. So if you want to brighten up your deck, if you want to uh, seal it and make it last a long, long time, 
Barry's the one to call. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. Call 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147 for Deck and Patio Care. Or check them out at deckandpatiocare.com. All right, our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Can uh, you play with my uh, connection there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is it kind of coming in and out? He turned it off, I think. <laughs> Hello. No, yes, no. <laughs> I was having trouble with my hearing aid yesterday, and Calvin's having trouble with his. You're, are you hearing us or anything? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. Well, uh, I can, of course, I can hear us yeah. in this kind of, but I can't hear the callers. No, huh? yeah, I pull this off, and there's no connection there. Hmm. All right, keep talking, Dave. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to put uh, any better. I'm gonna have to put Dennis on uh, alert. Okay. Because we've got another source that's uh, contributing to our show. Uh oh. You want to guess who it is? Johnson City. Jones. There you go. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> So I got a couple of uh, notices, notes from uh, Johnson City. He listens. He listens to our show. Oh. I, th- I think every word. So uh, you you gonna have to quit talking ugly about him, Milton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said uh, me amigos. Uh, got this yesterday. Someone, I believe, living south of San Antonio was asking for some kind of screening plant to hide his. Neighbor's ugly yard. We get that a lot. He said, uh, a, a almost perfect shrub will be uh, Zylosma. And I was trying to think of that name when we were having that conversation. But uh, it's, it's, I guess it's common now because the deer won't eat it, will they? No. I don't think so. It's a... I think it's a little hard to manage. It grows quickly. Yeah. And um, I've seen access deer eat the bottom three or four feet off. Oh, that is. It is on some. Uh, it is on some of the deer resistant lists, but not all of them. Okay. But if you're looking for a screen, it doesn't get much better or faster than that. Yeah. And uh, we didn't think about it the other day when we were giving this answer. Uh, Johnson City writes, uh, it is a beautiful shrub with an attractive olive green leaves that grows about 15 feet tall and half as wide, so eight feet wide. It is especially attractive as the wind moves through the tops of the shrubs. Okay. He said, I once built a living outdoor room using Zylosoma. I even interplayed the limbs where they had a couple of windows and a front door. I put a few chairs and a small table someplace my uh, wife and I and a couple of friends could have a cold drink. I'm assuming he's talking lemonade. And enjoy our beautiful roses and flower garden. The shrubs grew so high that the inside room was shaded 
and cooled even on cool even on the hottest days. So he's a big fan of that. And it's insect and fungal resistant. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. Get, it doesn't get hardly any problems. <laughs> yeah, and y'all, you sell them, of course. We sell lots of them. Okay, good. When we can get them. Is that right? We can all we can pretty much always get big ones, but the the littler ones, uh, they're sometimes few and far between. Okay. So many people have had problems with red tips over the last five years, and that is the best replacement shrub for red tips. Okay, that's good to know. Salosama. Got a cute name. Uh, he also sent me some photos of uh, his granddaughter and the hyacinth bean arbor. Uh, that uh, he, pl- he planted two beans at each end of the arbor, and once they were growing well, he removed the smaller bean from each end, uh, bean plant, and thus I have a two-bean arbor. And the photos don't do it justice. In other words, he, he sent some uh, beautiful pictures. Oh, okay. He doesn't send them to me. I never see them. <laughs> With his, uh, his uh, I, said, I think he said number three granddaughter. Yeah, I think so. And uh, she's she's a good she's a good model for him. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> okay, he put some uh, additional comments on there, which uh, you have to see the picture. And he also sent some uh, sent several pictures of the Hyacinth Arbor. Uh, that that Hyacinth Bean is a I know they had it at the botanical garden at the old entrance. Well, yeah, the <laughs> the second entrance that they had up there uh, <laughs> through the house, old house. But uh, they they got a new entrance now, which is real nice. Uh, yes, did you have a question? Yeah, yeah. Did you want to tell you what, ask Calvin real What's quick? Up? Well, it's okay, Calvin. We only got a couple. We got like a minute and a half, so. All right, what's up? You're having trouble. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. Again, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Got a question uh, this morning from somebody in San Antonio. Said, I'm wondering when these plants, which is agapanthus, talking about, should be divided and replanted. Okay, well, so what do you want to accomplish? All right. And I think that's now. Just hmm. Uh, generally, you. Sun. I guess if if you if yours is you know thick thick enough and old enough to be uh, divided, if it's if it's well uh, if it's already has some division showing, then you can do that. Uh, I guess you There's could do agapanthus now. Blooming where they're the yellow ones. They, they probably go, might they be safer. You know, they're free, yeah. I think. And uh, they, they yeah. grow in the shade and they've got the big leaves and everything. But uh, I think you could try it now or either wait till early spring. Okay. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210 308 
8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. We're live here at Milberger's. And like this nice woman that's talking to Calvin, you can come by and ask your gardening question in person. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Um, and then, Calvin, you got a question off the air from that, that lady. Uh, you want to discuss that a bit? Yeah, she was uh, she was trying to, she had a poinciana that she really liked, and she was uh, trying to uh, expand the impact by growing it with uh, some other plants. And, of, oh. cor- of course, uh, uh, the, well, for years, uh, the classic combination has been... Uh, uh, Esperanza, yeah, and Poinciana, even uh, Duranta works well. Firebush, we work with it, and uh, Thoralis. Oh, that's a nice idea. Yeah, we had some nice Thoralis here uh, at the uh, here at Millburgers. It's blooming up a storm. It's on sale, so that that was a nice choice. Uh, Poinciana is a little t- tougher. It, well, of course it is the one that retreats the fastest in the wintertime. Um, and so there, most of those in the city now are not are not blooming. Uh, but uh, all of those th- uh, do well together. And, I've, I've seen the uh, combination commercially where they'll do the Poinciana and the Esperanza, and uh, it doesn't look like they did much. Besides, just plant them next to each other, and then as they kind of grow together, it's a beautiful combination. Yeah, it is. And even fire fire bushes, uh, they've grown that together. I was trying to remember. I think it was at the at the garden center that uh, they had a in the parking lot. They had put those three together. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and it's an indication too of uh, how tough they all three are. You know, because a, a parking lot is hardly hardly a yeah. ideal plant area, but they uh, they did real well. Well, in fact, the place that I've seen it, where I keep recall seeing it, was in a median uh, at a bank. So you know how they, it separates the parking lot uh, from the street, and so it was. I don't know. It probably wasn't very deep, and it probably wasn't very wide. So yeah, that does it. Kind of it makes the. It makes the, the, the parking lot area uh, a little more comfortable or... Uh, colorful, certainly. Color, yeah, and, and le- less garish and le- less heat. I mean, le- less hot. You sit, sit in the parking lot in the midst of the asphalt, or you can sit in the midst of the Poinciana yeah. and the Esperanza. So yeah, I've seen another place. So it was a uh, yeah, it's a it's a good plant, and those 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 plants are uh, are easy to grow together and do and do well. Duranta is is one we uh, use less of now than we used to grow it together, but uh, it it also is doing well this year. Cool. All right. Well, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. 
So that was a great answer. I'm, you know, sorry Jerry missed it. I don't think we've ever had that question, and uh, now you know. Yeah, he was helping somebody, but he's missed it. Of course. If, uh, yeah. But uh, we could I, have extended it for <laughs> 25, 30 minutes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that little lady and I were. No, I was just teasing you. That was a. Having an interesting conversation. Yeah. You know, we're talking. I, I know we were talking about a, a, a combination with Poinciana and Esperanza and how good it looks. What were y'all talking about? A combination? Yeah, planning them side, complimentary, side, side by side or together. Well, you know, the traditional uh, poinciana, uh, firebush, uh, thoralis, yeah. duranta, even all those go together. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, parking lots. <laughs> uh, where, uh, Stopping uh, traffic. Milton and I were talk, uh, try, trying to remember the... In the parking lot at the garden center, right? They, they had some nice co- combinations there. Yeah, I, I, we planted those out there uh, when they were threatening to uh, patent uh, Goldstar Esperanza. See, Goldstar Esperanza, Greg never would let uh, Lone Star Growers patent it, so uh, <laughs> they they were reconsidering patenting it. It's and uh, so rather than uh, get get some of their patented plant cover color cuttings, we planted some out there and planted that combination of at uh, uh, Gold Star Esperanza and Ponciana and I think that was the only two. I was trying to. Are you sure you didn't have some firebush out there? Or maybe it was just my I don't imagination. Remember, I don't remember of, firebush out there. But uh, I might have. They've got firebush in the other parking lot. That's that's true. It might be. Uh, uh, this yeah. This lady was, she was a gardener, <laughs> and uh, she she I uh, advanced gardener because she had a phone, and I, of course I thought I was going to find a flip phone advocate, which she said her husband was, hmm. but she's got the modern day phone. Good for her. <laughs> and uh, she was uh, wanting to get a more grande hibiscus, get some more grande hibiscus, and um, said, I asked her, did she have any any perennial hibiscus? And she said all, all she had was Confederate rose, which is uh, not a perennial hibiscus. Well, uh, it grows in perennial living. But uh, she you can never, build a treehouse in it. Yeah, she had never cut hers back, and she said it was over the eaves of the house, and, and but it's blooming now, and she loves it. And uh, I told her to cut it down next spring to the ground. She said that that, uh, that it was interesting that the, that her Confederate jasmine, Confederate roses. Only live live for for two or three years. Hmm. I, I you know, Dorothy's got some uh, old ones, and uh, a lot of people have them have old ones. And I told her to try cutting it down. I don't know if she'd do it or not in the spring. And uh, she had had a lot of uh, a tropical hibiscus that she loves, but. Uh, and I got them in the ground. I didn't ask her which side of town she lived on, but uh, uh, she got them in the ground, and she said they 
They come back every spring. Mm-hmm. My red flare is continuing to. Oh yeah, that's a perennial. That's a comeback. Yeah, it's continuing to bloom, isn't it? Oh yeah, just keeps. See, it's 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 almost well practically sterile. So it blooms later on into the season. Some some perennial hibiscus just shut out uh, when, when weather cools and the day length gets shorter. I uh, got my chainsaw. I think I told you guys this, but I got my chainsaw out to deal with the Confederate. <laughs> I was trying to get my, oh, okay. my uh, beds in a little more order so mm-hmm. I could get the lawnmower in there mm-hmm. and and uh, so I cut that Confederate jasmine down to like at the ground level. Yeah. And I looked for about five minutes at the the red flare. <laughs> I said, "Nah, I think that's perfect right there." Because you you can you look outside our uh, patio, the back area, mm-hmm. and that is such a dominant. Oh like, yeah. Bright red flowers yeah. there. Yeah. That, now he he's talking about a hibiscus that uh, you can't get, one of the flare seedlings, uh, which we call red flare, and all all seedlings of uh, of flare hibiscus, which is my one of my favorites, uh, are are practically sterile, and sort of sort of dwarf. It's uh, when you consider. More grande can get uh, 12 to 13 feet tall. Uh, a flare that gets about uh, 8 to 10 feet yeah, tall. Yeah, mine, mine is about 8 feet. Yeah, and you don't cut it back every year. No, I don't. Uh-uh. It, uh, doesn't, it's, it, doesn't it die back to the top, top die back, and then oh, yeah. It yeah, it does sprouts die. out from yeah. the bottom? It uh Let's see. This year, I had, some of them didn't die back completely. The stems and uh, okay, but uh, yeah, most mostly. I was trying to remember if it uh, seems like most years it dies back. Yeah, it dies back to the ground, and then you cut it back. Uh, it'll mo- most perennial hibiscus lose lose uh, go into dormancy because of the short day period, not necessarily the cold. Uh, which means you can put it in a green. You can put a perennial hibiscus in the greenhouse, and uh, water it and fertilize it and take care of it. It'll still go dormant. It still lose re- its leaves. Did you realize that there's only three pumpkins left? Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah, they got they got hit yesterday. They lots of <laughs> lots of them sold. Hey, we got a Blanco Bob on the line. Blanco Bob two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. Is that the brother of Johnson City? I don't know. What's going on, Bob? Hey, just wanted to call <laughs> and talk to you guys. First of okay. all, Milton, I want to tell you something. I I come to appreciate you more and more. Oh my goodness! Because of, no. because of dealing with uh, Calvin and Jerry, it's yeah. like hurt, it's like hurting cats. It uh. is like hurting cats. <laughs> it is. It ain't easy. All, somebody has to bring them back in line. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine being in a nursing home with about six or seven of them like that? No. Oh man! <laughs> oh, my God! Uh, but yeah, anyway, we could we could broadcast uh, from a nursing home. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, that's the plan. Don't have to get on the loud wing, what they call the loud wing. There you uh, go. Uh, what I'm calling about is uh, one thing, Melton. I told the guys 
they have a very short memory. But I email them. I email them to send me your email. So oh, I I'll send. send okay. I send you some pictures. I'm not leaving you out. When I say me amigos, I mean you also. Well, I know. I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> just leaving yeah, we'll you have out. To... Do you yes. have an email address? Sure. You just uh, start off with Milton at klup dot com, and that'll that'll fix it up. And then I'll I'll send you something back so we know we made a connection. Milton at at oh, klup dot com. <laughs> yeah. Pretty right. easy. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll send you the, uh, some of this stuff, but I want to let you know is that they I think they left you out on purpose. Uh, uh, they may have. Uh, yeah. yeah. He, 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 uh, he might start wanting some of those Heisen beans. Yeah, they, don't, they, they try to keep plants from me. Well, let me tell you what, I've got lots and lots and lots of Heisen beans. <laughs> yeah, that and sounds pretty promising. A, it only takes a few. So I'll I don't. I, I don't. I don't think he could kill Hasamini. You think? Uh-uh. I don't know. The bean. Uh-huh. The bean is not sure. Yeah. I, I can just feel the panic that's in the bean right now. There's just so many like beans a, that like uh, bean. I, I give them to the master gardeners, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm a big hit with the master gardeners because I give them all this unusual stuff that that they don't know about. And I said, well, yeah. if you plant one of these vines, and I said, you'll be happy for the rest of your life. <laughs> with, 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 I said, you'll just, you'll just, uh, you'll thank me at my yeah, funeral. He, he took. <laughs> at my right. funeral, they'll be thanking me. But anyway, I'll send y'all some if you don't have any. And, uh, and, okay. uh, Y'all can do with it what you want, because I'm going to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these beans uh, up there. But, you know, the thing about it is, is that they, they're disease-free. I never see an insect on them, and I never fertilize them. Yeah. And That's that, pretty cool. They that just, sounds like my kind of plant. <laughs> you, yeah, listen, it's foolproof. When you, when, you pull, when you pull them up. Do they have those uh, nitrogen-fixing nodules on the roots? Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, do. Yeah. You have to use an explosive to pull them out, though. Yeah. I mean, it grows like a trunk of a tree. When, when yeah. you cut down, when you cut, like I only use two beans on each end, and I cut one of them off on each end, I mean, you you don't need a lot of <laughs> a lot yeah. of a hyacinth beans. But, uh, uh, it'd be interesting to know what rhizobium that is. To be, well, don't uh, y'all know? Because you, you didn't inoculate it. Uh, no, I've never and, inoculated. Yeah, and so uh, it has to be endemic in the soil. Uh, well, I guess so. I've never planted it. I've never planted any bean where I planted that. Huh. And that's a piece, uh, oh, by the way, being cheap, that's just a piece of PPC pipe that is that arbor. Huh. That's all that's that I, I used for that arbor was PPC pipe. I, I still like your model that you use. Oh, oh yeah. I got He's two cute. other ones that just as cute as they could be, uh-huh. and they're half Mexican and half German. <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm hurt. This one is all German and English. 
<laughs> this little bond. But then I got uh-huh. two that are half German and half half Mexican. And, there you uh, go. I'm going to get them in there too. Yeah, but, get some pictures of them. Yeah. Too. But anyway, uh, if you okay. ever need a job, uh, built the herding cats. Yeah. You are well qualified. There you go. We've trained him well. That's a nice compliment. Yeah, well, anyway, I just wanted to add that little bit to it that I had built and not left you out. It's just those old codgers there don't want you. Yeah, they won't let me share in on it. Thank you. Now, we'll we'll look forward to getting your email, and I'll email you right back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling, Joe. Thanks, Joe. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'll tell you a little story about Joe uh, <laughs> either next time he calls or after the break. Tom is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Tom, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Doing great. Hey, guys. So I'm wondering hey. now that the nights are getting cooler, should I be pulling up my okra plants and to well, make room yeah, for uh, yeah. carrots and onions? Well, and yeah. Generally, the... Uh, People, people are still get, are just not are getting excited over onions already. Calvin uh, had a guy last week last weekend come up and was scolding us for not having onions. <laughs> I said, "It, it." Let's see, well, last week October fifteenth, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I said, ten fifteen is when they plant the. <laughs> 1015 onion. Yeah, I had a question too for the, <laughs> the Q&A column. Is that right? Yeah, is it time for onions yet? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I imagine they're uh, there. I haven't talked to Dixondale folks in, in a while, but uh, they'll, they'll be coming. Well, what about okra? Um, but anyway, the okra is kind of like the hibiscus. When the, when the uh, dailies get shorter and the uh, uh, temperature, soil temperature gets cooler. Uh, the okra will basically shut down, and some sometimes they'll start losing their leaves. Yeah, well, just take advantage of the fruit as long as it's there. I mean, yeah, no advantage of pulling them too early. Now, one the, one thing about the fruit harvesting the fruit of okra at this time of the year, or the pods, is that they they will be mature. At a much shorter size. Yeah, I've, no, I've noticed that. Yeah, so you you want to want to test them before you cook them or cut them. Uh, yeah. Just with a blood, blood. Of course, you've grown okra, you know. To just if when it's you hard can, to cut, I I just throw it away. There or, you go. And you can take a knife and just cut it cut into the side if you hear it crinkle. Uh, right, you're cutting, exactly. cutting uh, f- uh, fibers, material. Yeah, a mouthful of strings if you eat it. Right, so, there you go. I don't know if you remember, but I, I called you guys back uh, mid-July. I had green beans from the summer crop all of a sudden popping up all over the place. And so okay. You told me that they're not going to produce. <laughs> I've had green beans up to my hip pockets. Oh, Lord. Well, was that uh, Calvin that told you that? I think it was uh, Jerry Parsons. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> so, not, uh, not, both the regular pole, pole beans and Asian green beans, I mean, just growing like crazy. I can't keep wow. up with 
Okay, well, we're glad you could help us, and glad you uh, are glad glad you could we could help you, and we uh, thank you for disregarding our advice. Yeah, we hear hear about all the folks that are having trouble uh, keeping the food on the table, and and we uh, feel reassured now that we know that you've got green beans for forever. And That's ever. right. Hmm. My wife started to look at me cross-eyed every time I bring a yeah. mess of green beans. <laughs> I was thinking about that the same way with uh, your okra. I was remembering last year I, <laughs> when it, when it got to be uh, time for the okra to quit, I kind of wasn't missing it. You know, I said, "Oh, good, it's about time." I'm tired of <laughs> tired of the okra. So. Yeah, well, you can tell you can tell if your wife's listening, or you can tell her that if she's tired of okra. That she can tell you that it's against the law to have okra growing at this time of the year. What? Because it is. Oh, it's the cotton but, thing. It's uh, a cotton. It's a, co- a cotton boll worm or uh, oh. said, what, uh, that, that, that if you grow cotton or if you grow okra, you're supposed to have it shred down. And I don't, I don't know if you have to have it uh, plowed up or not by... Uh, middle of uh, well, I think it's first of October. It's, uh, wow. it's early. Well, they I don't want that. Of <laughs> they don't want that uh, that root in the ground, uh, so that those uh, bow weevils, uh, bow weevils, and things can overwinter in the in the roots. Oh, okay. So that's that's they pass the law on that. So I'd ha- I'd hate to have to come out and arrest you, son. <laughs> so, uh, all right, watch out. All right. Hey, guys, thank but, uh, you. I'd go, I'd go ahead and pull them up and uh, check them yep. for nematodes, you know, knots on the roots. The roots okay. should be uh, uh, slick and white. All right. got to take a break, Tom. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 a.m., this is The Answer. In Oklahoma, his wife's name Betty Lou Thelma Liz. He's not responsible for what he's doing. It's his mother made him what he is. And welcome back to Melberger's Gardening, South Texas. On 9.30 a.m., the answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You know, we're fond of talking about Wild Birds Unlimited at Hebner and Northwest Military. And uh, because of the, uh, I went to, saw some Google reviews, and I thought uh, I would uh, read this one to Calvin because it mentions one of the things that we talk about. This is from Karen. It's just from two weeks ago. And it's my first visit to Wild Birds Unlimited. And this is the location at Hebner and Northwest Military. And I was very impressed by the friendly and knowledgeable customer service I received from Bill. Bill? I know. How long has it been since you've seen Bill? Gosh. Maybe he's changed. Six weeks? (laughs) Well, apparently, uh, in those four weeks that you haven't seen him, he's become... uh, very, very a nice of, person? Apparently so. It says, it says I'm just learning how, uh, learning about birds, and Bill is a wealth of knowledge. Oh, yeah, he's always, he's, he's always been, been knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He just hasn't always been a nice person. But here we go. 
a wealth of knowledge that helped me make a purchase that I was comfortable with. Wow. I know. Good for Bill. Uh huh. It took a while, but no, it hadn't taken a while at all. Bill's always been this way. Kyle, now they're over there at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. That Wild Birds Unlimited does a great job uh, as well. We've had Kyle on uh, and talking about birds. Hopefully you heard that. So go by and visit with them. And they like to say they're problem solvers. So if you say, here's what I want to do, that's the problem. They'll help you solve it. If you say, here's what I'm trying to do, but here's what we're experiencing, they'll help you solve it. Uh, that's what they do at Wild Birds Unlimited. And not just we talk about the feeders and the feeds and stuff, uh, and the houses. They have all those, but they have uh, Tilly hats. They have uh, uh, different binoculars and stuff, all kinds of fun stuff for you and the entire family. And it's a great hobby to share with your uh, with your kids or grandkids. Uh, I hear stories all the time about kids just, just being enraptured by it. So uh, the number to call, by the way, if you can go visit them at Northwest Military and Hebner Road, and the number to call is so easy to remember, 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-2473. That equates to B-I-R-D. Go say hi. Tell them we were talking about Bill on the air and how nice a gentleman he was. Uh, when you say hi to Bill at 210. Or, they won't believe it, but. Yeah, they will. Uh, you know, Bill's mellowed. <laughs> I never found him to be. Well, he'd gotten old. That's what he could be a little gruff on occasion. Uh, oh, no. Bill, Bill was a sweetheart. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. By the way, uh, out of 84, 83 Google reviews, uh, 4.8 rating over there at Wild Birds Unlimited, which is just remarkable. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, 210-308-8867. Out of five, right? Yes. Four point eight out of five. five yes. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. You just want you just want to find that two point two that uh, said something ugly and beat the hell out of them, right? <laughs> no, uh. I'm willing to bet when I found that review, it wasn't in the first few that I read uh, that they they uh, dealt with it and handled them and, and said, okay, you know, come on back or let's let's see if we can't take care of this. But anyway. I handled them. I know. How many, how many Google reviews do you have online? What's yours? How many stars? They people, better be a long way away when they People give you bad, bad reviews just to see how angry you get when you write them back. All right. 210-308-8867. I love angry letters. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah. I, uh, we, we, we used to get some angry letters. I don't know why. Uh, on Bill McReynolds. Show yeah. On WF. I would, I would read them on the air. I'm sure that made Bill happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was kind of nervous when I was Yeah, I would uh, imagine. I would make it fun of the person that was saying yeah, which, bad things which, about Which generally doesn't uh, solve the problem. And I, do, I don't get bad letters anymore. Oh, that's good. Maybe I don't say things that are controversial well, let's, anymore. You don't want any bad letters, so let's just, let's just move on from this topic. <laughs> for, uh, okay. 210-308-8867. And... Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about what that man was talking about or not, or uh, or if you want to just move on to something else. Would <laughs> uh, be interesting if we could get uh, a report on the on the tour. Yeah. So if you were on the water saver water saver landscape tour, if you did the virtual tour yesterday, we want to. Uh, and actually, maybe Mark is listening. I want to know where to uh, or Andrew where to find it now. I guess go to G- I'll go to gvst.org, gardeningvolunteers.org, and see if I can find it. I think they said uh, it would be Monday or Tuesday. Hmm. 
before they could get okay. it up. Okay. Uh, so people could replay it again. I think they had a, you know, they can tell how many people are watching yeah. or oh, yeah. listening. Yeah, they had that. And mm-hmm. I think they said 170. 100, well, I thought. See, 161 at one point. You know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, so the the bad part is that you don't have to be there when it happens. So if there's almost 200 people that were watching it live, there'll be much, much more that by the time, you know, a week from now that have seen it because the bad part is you don't have to watch it live. So, you know, you're, you kind of get used to that. It has to be live. But the good part is, that, yeah, so if you couldn't watch it live, you can go back and see it again. And uh, we'll find out where you go find it. Well, well there, that might be uh, stimulate some of those letters you were talking about. Oh, there, yeah. well, when they right. go back and they hear, hear <laughs> us talking about the uh, the orange uh, orange uh, landscapes uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the and the uh, what was it the uh, purple blue bonnet that the, she oh, had yeah. or what, what color was it? Oh yeah, it was, it was funny, Milton. They were trying to. Trying to, I, I didn't quite figure it out. I didn't think Jerry was that sensitive, uh, but they were trying to uh, avoid having Jerry hear somebody had uh, labeled the color of blue bonnets burgundy or something. Burgundy, yeah. yeah. Oh, rather and than I, said, I don't, you know, I don't know. Jerry's not going to get emotional about that. He's 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 labeled them every color, color yeah. ever in the yeah. I just re- I just renamed it. Melvin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> add another blue bonnet color and name. Uh, the uh, uh, I was looking at uh, this Neil Sperry call uh, question and answer in the day this week's paper. Uh, we mentioned it yesterday, but I'll mention it uh, again. Uh, Neil's got a great color picture of that rose rosette uh, that's devastated, wiped out uh, the Dallas Rose population. And uh, he's got a picture of the of the new growth, which you can't, uh, I don't guess you can see the thorns, but the, the new growth is very distinct. And there's a paper in, uh, oh, it's... there's a picture in yesterday's paper. We mentioned that yesterday too. It's not. Yeah. It's not subtle. You're gonna know it's something yeah. something yeah. D- wrong or different. And when you cut it down, it'll come back with that growth. Yeah. And the only w- only way to to uh, control it is to dig up dig. and destroy the plant. Dig it up and get a put much, it in the garbage bag. Much yeah. roots as you can. But we're fortunate in San Antonio that we've only had a couple of confirmed co- cases. And uh, they won. They won. They won the knockout roses uh, that we saw. The ones we saw. And uh, she had the lady. I said, "Did you go out there with me that time that we went to look at the roses?" I. I was trying to remember if I saw the uh, pictures. Pictures for sure. Yeah. And I can't. I can't remember if Somebody, I saw beyond that. Maybe David Rodriguez went out there. But anyway, the lady had a lot of roses, but they weren't in the same bed. They were across kind of a drive-in uh, driveway, and uh, none of those had the symptoms. And she had cut them back, thinking that they would regrow good, and they didn't. So she dug them all mm-hmm. up. She had a good ro- she had a good rose grower. 
But anyway, uh, I've also got some pictures on plantanswers.com. Uh, just do a search on there for Rose Rosette. And, uh, of course, Neil Sperry has got some pictures on his uh, his website, uh, neilsperry.com. But anyway, uh, that's a great picture there. And uh, he had another question about my favorite uh, Yopon holly. He said, uh, we have a large ornamental shrub. It has pale colors in spots, and it's getting holes in its canopy. Please see the attached photo. How should I address it? As, and Neil says, I've zoomed in the best I can. I believe this is Yopon holly. It has apparently been trimmed tightly for a long period of time, as judged by the size of its trunk compared to the small diameter of its canopy. That can eventually run a plant out of steam. This appears to be iron deficiency, but that is highly unusual with holly. If there's any chance of relaxing the way you're pruning the top so it can be allowed to grow a little more free form, that probably would help the plant. Uh, but anyway, he said you might look uh, within the canopy to see if there is evidence of decay in any of the branches, especially where they're attached to the main trunk. Applying nitrogen lawn fertilizer to it during its growing season will also help. I know of no insect or disease problems with yopons. So that's why we uh, uh, promote uh, yopon holly. Uh, Trace told me an interesting thing a while ago when we were talking about that zylosoma. Uh, I'm not real familiar with that plant. Uh, it's not as familiar as I am with hollies, but... Uh, Trey says uh, they sell a lot of them as replacement for red tip fortinius. You know, when they come down with that uh, uh, leaf disease, they replace them with xylosoma, which I had no problem with that, and grows about that tall for a screen. So uh, that's a good shrub, and uh, I I think the first time I heard about it was uh, Manuel Flores. Mm-hmm. When he was doing his radio show, uh, recommended that to somebody. I don't think the deer eat much of it either. Yeah, that so, was the question that surprised me a little bit. You guys were talking about it. I just took it for granted that the deer did not eat it. Right. He said, he, uh, Trey said it was in, on a lot of deer resistant lists, but he's seen axis de- deer. Oh, yeah. The one with the white spots. Of course, axis deer. That, all, that, all bets are off. Yeah, that, they eat everything. Yeah. We did, we but did that. But the good news is they're exotic deer. In other words, they're imported. There's no season on them. You can, you can kill an axis any time of the year, and there's no season on them. And that's good meat, too. Is it? It's closer to beef hmm. than venison is. So anyway, I don't know. I I, I, got, I thought I, he had given up hunting a long time ago. <laughs> he got not. that kind of glint in his eye like the old days. Yeah. <laughs> I've given up hunting. I've started finding. 
<laughs> There's a difference. Like they say, you want to go hunting? No, I want to go killing. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> kind of gruesome. We don't, we don't hunt in the Parsons family. We kill. Man. <laughs> Can they be a savage? <laughs> no. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. And Kevin had a wonderful article on the front page about uh, which annuals to plant now uh, for a colorful winter season. Now, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think everything that Millburgers Nursery is selling now is a winter hardy annual. You look out across there and see anything that's not winter hardy? What? Which? <laughs> I said, if you look out across those benches, do you see anything that is not winter hardy? I was tra- trying to think of what is out there. <laughs> Um, well, what's so what's your definition? Is thirty degrees winter hardy? Yeah. yeah okay, that's cyclamen. Uh, well, yeah, but uh, I'm I'm looking on the benches and they've got pansies and petunias and uh, blue bonnets that we mentioned a while ago. They got uh, and all the cold crops, and cabbage, the, and of course they've got the. The pan, the pansies and the violas and the uh, oh the little one that we were talking about uh, uh, that's re- related to the violas the Johnny jump out ups? there Johnny jump ups yeah Johnny jump ups yeah so I I don't th- I was wondering I was trying let's see there's snapdragons uh, I don't think there's any more baskets of the zinnias and uh, no now what I wish we would start seeing and I expect we will. Although this this year the wholesale yeah thing the stock yeah stocks yeah, yeah. Milton's waiting for those because yeah. we yeah because we all every year here at Millburgers we generally have some of those uh, large containers yeah. of stocks and they're so uh, fragrant yeah and, and the neat thing I enjoyed mine last year those were great <laughs> the neat thing about it is when they're in those large containers and they usually don't get them until they until they bloom and um, you can actually, there's male and female plants of stock, and uh, the males don't bloom. Uh, so you you can pick the containers that have more more blooming plants in it, and you'll have more females. In it. And so uh, let somebody else enjoy the males, which don't bloom. Hmm. But uh, they're very fragrant and uh, very cold hardy. You know, another another plant that's uh, that has a nice fragrance, and we we mentioned it a few times this uh, winter so far. But uh, sweet peas. The last two years, yeah. the sweet peas have done really well, and uh, I know a lot of people have collected the seed from past years and are plant have planted it. But if you want to grow sweet peas. Uh, you can get a go to the rack here at Millburgers. Uh, last I checked, there were three or four different kinds of sweet peas. Yeah, and they, and, they're good. They're good from seed. I yeah, mean, they're good from seed. Uh, well, and Jerry, uh, Jerry uh, keeps reminding me there's a uh, a key to uh, germination on those things. You just soak them overnight, mm-hmm. 
and they're almost every one of them germinates. If and they you swell up. So in other okay. words, when you put them in that water at night, they swell up by the next morning. And sometimes people say, oh, no, you got to have a, <laughs> uh, got to have a, no. Well, some people say you have to scarify them, uh, uh, scar no. them. No, I was thinking about the something they can grow on. Oh, okay. But the, the thing that works really well, tomato cages yeah, work well. which you're storing for the winter yeah, anyway. Yeah. But oh. uh, then we've got here at Millburgers, we got some, uh, uh, what do we call those uh the the things that the plants the vines grow on trellis trellises yeah yeah we've got some relatively simple trellises uh, that work really well for those uh, uh, sweet peas yeah uh, and, you, and we got the seed here I think we still have the seed left and yes. uh, grow and put them in the put the put them in the water overnight and uh, plant them and they'll they'll be germinating. And they have they have they have tendrils that they grab hold of yeah. those things. So, so hey. uh, and they're 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 a good plant to use and very fragrant. And Trace, beautiful. hang around. Okay. I, you just walked up, but we're going to take a break. And I know <laughs> we have to though. We, That's why you were looking at me like that. Yeah. I know it's like oh no. And we're going to talk to Andrew uh, after a minute and find out how the tour went. So don't go anywhere. Back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The I was listening to that yesterday on the uh, on Spotify, uh, music with Jerry Jeff Walker. Hey, real quick, while the guys are answering a question off the air, I want to talk to you about BSG Texas. Uh, go to bsgtexas.com and take a look at the website. You'll find you, where you can get monitoring for as low as fourteen ninety five a month. That's zero installation, zero activation, no money down, no contract required. It's a local Texas company. And then you'll see all the different special offers they have, too. Uh, they're not just uh, security, but if you want to uh, do things to improve your, uh, uh, if you want to add a uh, home theater system, they can help you with that. Um, one of the things that was cool, too, is uh, was different conveniences. They uh, were talking about uh, an example, and some of, one of the employees that I work with who said, oh, yeah, we had a neighbor who had a sprinkler head. They had gone on vacation uh, for more than a week, and the sprinkler head, you know, would just come up and shoot up water. <laughs> yeah. and they were wondering why they had the high water bills. Well, <laughs> BSG Tex, or BSG uh, has a thing that will actually, if it's this or if it could have been a washer, it could have been anything, it will actually cut off your water. Uh, for you, or you can alert you on the phone, and you can choose to cut it off. There you go. Oh. That's a better choice. It yeah, just cuts off the water. No, no, you want to you want to make yeah, the choice you yourself. <laughs> and they said that uh, they could, you know, they're they're open to ideas. If you want to just uh, call them and say, here's what we're trying to accomplish, give BSG a call. It's two one zero eight seven seven one two 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 one zero eight seven seven one two two two. And uh, go to bsgtexas.com to learn more about all the stuff they do. It's absolutely incredible uh, how they not only secure your world, but also make it more convenient. So, all right. so there's an app, and it tells me when that happens? Yeah, so if, if you have cool. a certain amount of... I, I know that, for instance, uh, they were talking about, like, a, he was given an example for himself. I think of a... There was some some pipe that burst or something, and or maybe a dishwasher that just was running. 
and uh, so oh, they weren't good. they weren't away they weren't home, and so but it, it they had it alerted them on their phone they were able to click it and just take the water from you know I think they cut off the whole thing at that point so they could get home and fix it. Yeah. So uh, that sounds pretty can, good. Yeah, it is. They can also get the picture of. The dog pooping on your front lawn. They can. You're obsessed with that. Video. You are obsessed with that dog, and you are angry at that dog. We need. We may need to get therapy for you and that dog, so y'all can get along peacefully. He, well, needs, I mean, he needs a therapy dog. <laughs> he does need a therapy dog. All right, Andrew is on the line. He's going to tell us uh, all about how yesterday went. Of course, they were here at Millburgers. Uh, doing the broadcast, and uh, did you notice they were all huddled inside? Yeah, <laughs> here we rest. And I was were glad outside. too. I was glad too. I wore a, wore a short sleeve shirt, yeah. and jumped out in that cold weather. And I said, "Oh," so I was glad it was inside. But by the time we got on the porch, it was okay. Yeah, what's going on, Andrew? Well, thanks for having me for a few moments, and I just wanted to say, start off by saying thank you to Millburgers for allowing us to have the area to do that but the show definitely wouldn't have been anything without having dr french dr parsons and you available to be able to talk about all those great things that we saw during the tour yesterday we had a lot of active participation and we truly appreciate everybody that has done that but it wouldn't be possible without the support that you guys provided us so how many how yeah, many man. people were watching? I said 171, and Kevin well, said 163. <laughs> and both of you are close, but not a winner, of course. It was 182 <laughs> total. That actually oh, good. Whoa! Why well, was it 182? Oh, that's good. 182 folks. So we were extremely pleased with that. And again, we think that the majority of them there. We're there to hear what you guys had to say. So we know that now, you bring that added value, and it's so important. Well, one, one thing about it, I will not do that again unless we can do something about that picture on the screen that I had in front of me the whole hour and 20 minutes. Well, the just, I know it was hard looking just, at that picture, but... Just think you know, if you had to... It could even be worse. It could be Milton or... Uh, yeah, it was Andrew with a, okay. I, I, <laughs> I, with that grin on his face. It just it just made me crazy. How, uh, how did your contractors, uh, your sponsors uh, feel? Did they accomplish what they wanted to accomplish? I think they did. I've not had a talk with them yet. We're going to huddle up on Monday and go through some of that. But I know the comments that I'm getting from the feedback, and the most important, are the people that joined in to listen and talk about that. So I know no. that SAWS was well represented. The Trinity yeah, I think Mark was real conservation happy. Distant, they were extremely happy with it. I know just POTS did their thing with their donations and POTS, and they got some good air time. But Again, the important part of that is for the people that actually had the opportunity to look and learn as we went through some of those things. And your commentary is what made that happen. This yeah, week, Milton, I hope to be able to get that published. Yeah, we were talking earlier. Uh, Milton was wondering when you're going to have the whole program up on Yeah, when can folks who – that's a nice thing about doing this virtually is this is now available for everybody to watch. 
Yeah. When is My it available? My goal is to have it posted by Wednesday. Out on by Wednesday, okay. okay. Does it cost anything to go look at it? Yeah, does it cost anything to... It is totally free. And anybody that just goes out to the website to see it and look at it is able to do that, just realizing it's not live at that point in time. Right. Do I have to listen but to it, Jerry that whole time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only, I didn't say much. I think I yeah, only I was when you're speaking. I was very conservative. How beautiful that burnt orange home was. And then... <laughs> <laughs> the blue bonnets. And, uh, what, what, what struck me uh, as unusual is that every home there, talking about a, a water. Oh. Wow. And guess what, Trace? None of it had died. Well, we, we knew we knew that was going to happen. You sell it. Y'all sell, sell it. it. Yeah. Oh, but I, I, I thought it was also a positive thing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Side, second... side note, the chickens love that plant yeah. for some reason. Oh, is chickens that right? Yeah. yeah. We had to start putting them up on the table so the chickens didn't. <laughs> well, it's other. it's a succulent, in other words. Like, uh, oh, they they love it. That's good. But it was, you know, the plant material there was consistent with the plant material we're promoting yeah. there at the nursery. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. you know, the, for the I was looking for butterfly plants, and there were a lot yeah. of them. We were looking for the uh, thralis and the wa- and yeah. water conservation plants and esperanza, and of course they were there too. Yeah. And the ground covers that was a. Uh, an excellent. Uh, I, I wonder if any of those people took advantage of the uh, the package that Saws does for the landscaping. We should, ask, we should well, ask Mark. I think uh, I think Mark mentioned that, didn't he, on the show? Mark mentioned it, but I don't know if he related it directly to the to the landscapes. Okay. There. Well, did, thank did you. Did Andrew? Did he say? Did he say anything about that? He did, and like you said, it was very briefly, but. Anybody that goes out to the SAWS website, Garden Style SA or Garden Style San Antonio dot com can get more information out there. But SAWS does an excellent job on water conservation and does a superb job in regards to being able to help people identify drought tolerant plants and what to look for when they go to the nurseries. Oh yeah. Well and also also the essential le- uh, link. You know, if you didn't have Millburgers and other participating nurseries involved, oh, yeah. you would you yeah. just wouldn't have that work like it does. Thank you, Andrew. Sure. Thanks for the report, man. Well, thank get you that guys pic- so Get much. that picture of. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for all the work Bye-bye. you did. I'd like Bye-bye. to say Bye-bye. something thank about you guys. the SAWS package. So if, uh, if for some reason you've gotten a SAWS package and you've procrastinated, uh Come to, come do it quickly because we're starting to run lean on those uh, oh, okay. those plants. And you guys, we have about a little less than a minute. You guys can kind of help find the ones that are there and all that. Right. Well, I mean, off the top of my head, I can say I got this. I don't got this. I yeah. Got this. So, yeah, we can help them. All right. Cool. We've got about 30 seconds. What's, what? Yeah, y'all still putting the saws plants in those little... No, I needed the, I needed the room. I needed the room for pumpkins. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> we, took, we disassembled it uh, like three weeks ago. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. I want to thank you for listening. Thank Al back at the station doing a good job. And uh, we will be back here next week.